0: Okay, we're holding a nefesh based from as b'ez, And what we learned previously is that tefillah isn't just requesting from Hashem what we want, that's a basic tefillah, but there's an area of tefillah which is the way that we do our voilus Hashem through tefillah, which he defined previously is a person's ability to create the hanhog of Hashem at any time through his davening, and how one does that, so we saw is the words of tefillah, which Klal Yisrael say, are what builds, so to speak, the kisei akvod. And therefore, when a person davenes and he directs the words he's saying to Shemayim, understands that what he's saying is what's building the kisei akvod. That's how Kodesh is Baruch Hu, based on the koichus which are present at the time, is going to run the world. And that's, that, that's why it's something, so to speak, being done for Hashem. In other words, it's providing HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the platform through which he's going, to, he's going to relate to us, through which He's going to direct us. But then we saw another point, and that is it needs v'chol nafshachem. It needs a person's entire nefesh, which means it's not enough just to say the words. The person has to invest himself, his nefesh, into what he's saying. What we mean by his nefesh, the, the nefesh chayim really told us that on the simplest level a person's nefesh means what he wants and therefore his investment in Twitter is his ratsan, his 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 desire, so to speak. In other words, he's not davening because he wants something else to davening, he's, a da, he's davening because he wants to daven. On a deeper level, we said nefesh is a sense of connection and that is that a person's feeling of Twitter is one of dvakas and that it's providing him with a means to connect to Asha. Now, this is a requirement throughout Tvillah. The activity of Tvillah is an action of connection, and therefore, everything said during Shmuel Asher should be part of that, an extension of that connection to Asha. But how does that apply? To everybody, in every Twitter. that might be the ideal, the ultimate. So the Neveshchem tells us to Yisod, of times the says if it means it means everything. it means a mashal, a little bit of. How do they both fall into with coal? How can coal mean everything and coal also mean a minimal amount? And the answer to this question, I want to explain with a well known explanation of the Ursameh. The Arsameh asks the stereo between two Gemaras, both of them in the Sekhasan office. One Gemara says that if a person would learn would say Kriya in the morning, and the person would say Kriya at night. So he's already fulfilled the Torah requirements of our Gisabayam and To learn Torah by day and by night, he's done that. He says Shema in the day, so he says learn Torah by day, he says Shema so by he night, so he's learned Torah by night. And if that's the case, it would seem that one can fulfill the requirements of this Pasuk with even the smallest amount of Torah by day and Torah by night. And then we have another Gemara where talks about a dialogue between Rabbi Ishmael and his nephew, His name is ben Dama, and the nephew, ben Dama, says to Rabbi Ishmael he says, Somebody like myself who's has learned which is always a statement which is an unbelievable thing to say that a person can claim to have learned but that's what he says someone like myself who has learned can I now go and learn other fields of knowledge or philosophy whatever it may be and Rabbi Shmuel's answer to him was find a time which is neither day nor night because there is dinner of which means the entire day and the entire night you will be to learn and therefore find a different time which is neither day nor night and then you can learn something else and this indicates that it's not enough just to have a minimal so to speak connection to Torah by day and by night but there has to be a total preoccupation with Torah. That so much so, there's no time for anything else, neither by day nor by night. And the question is, how do we reconcile both things that Gavari seems to learn from the same possible. And, Nef- and uh, Ossamaach's answer is, he says that, that there's some mitzvahs where the Torah gives us the mitzvah and gives us the exact parameters of the mitzvah. Exactly what to do and how much to do. And that applies equally to everybody. Everybody is to shake the same arumim. Everybody is required to eat the same amount of matzah. Everybody is to hear the same shofar or to put on the same tefillin, whatever it may be. But there's some mitzvahs where the Torah gives a range, because the Torah knows it's addressing itself to an entire nation, and it's a mitzvah which not everybody can reasonably be expected to keep exactly the same way. And if that's the case, the Torah has to give two, so to speak, different goalposts. There's the minimum and there's the maximum. And that way, by saying the maximum, you've given the highest limit, which will apply to the people who can achieve that. By saying the minimum, you've given the most inclusive, because then that implies that everybody can be a part of it. And therefore, when it comes to learning Torah, which is a mitzvah, which can't apply to everybody the same way, not everybody has the same circumstances, not everybody has the same ability. And if that's the case, what are the criteria where are necessary to learn Torah? So we've been given the two, so to speak, ends of the spectrum. There's the minimal amount, which a person who that's all they're capable of, for whatever reason, can be yates with, which is Kirishma in the morning and Kirishma at night. There was some Torah learned in that person's day. That's the minimal amount. And then there's the maximum. And the maximum for those who are able to do it, such as Rabbi Shmuel's nephew, who had been doing that. And that's how I was able to master Torah Terukodah, and that is that there's all day and all night without respect. And therefore, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, instead of having a definite shear has a linear scale, and it's the chai person within those parameters how much he's able to do. That's the yisod of these mitzvahs. That's what it means how we interpret the word coal. Because coal can mean everything. And then we're talking to the select few who are capable of everything. But coal can also mean it applies to everybody. And if that's the case, even a minimal amount is good enough if, in, if including everybody within the parameters of the field. And therefore, you know it doesn't use the word kol, but if you say Batamut Tara, there's a maximum which means complete complete connection to Torah. Without any hesach uh, hadas, and then there's the call which incorporates all Kali yisrael, which means everybody is in to some degree, even a minimal amount of Torah I always like to say this is abstract from the Rambam. The Rambam begins Hilchot Tahum and says every ish yisrael, every man in Ka yisrael is mechuyev in learning Torah, regardless of whether he's wealthy or poor, sick or unhealthy, or healthy. Uh, busy with either with either or even someone on their deathbed. And I want to ask a question. And that is, why couldn't this description or this uh, so to speak classification be used for every medicine? I'm gonna say everyone's to keep shabbos, whether they're sick or they're poor, whether they're healthy or unhealthy, or wealthy, or they're ever, whatever situation in life they may be. Everyone's baked to listen to the shayfa whether they're wealthy, whether they're, dikva, whether they're sick, whether they're healthy, whatever it's going to be in the just just to In fact, every mitzvah in the could have begun like this. And we don't do that because it's taken for granted that we say that from a from in a means everybody regardless of their circumstances. And therefore I'd like to say that the pshat in the Ramah is exactly the opposite. And that is not to say that everybody is the same regardless of the circumstances. It's not like that. It's exactly the opposite. If everyone's mukhriyiv the same as it is by most other mitzvahs, so all we need to say is everybody's mukhriyiv and it's understood. Everybody's mukhriyiv the same. Everyone has to have the same kazayis of matzah, everyone has to hear the same shayfa, whatever it's going to be. We don't have to go into all these examples. It's specifically Talmud Torah where he has to say it because by Talmud Torah the khyiv is different. And therefore the Ramam is saying is everybody's mukhriyiv in Talmud Torah, but not the same amount. And therefore, the sick person and the healthy person, the poor person and the wealthy person. The person who is free and the person who's tied up with all kinds of tyrannous are all chayyav, but they're all chayyav differently. Because the chayyav of Talmud Torah is a, a, so to speak, a linear scale, which is the chayyav people differently based on their ability, based on their circumstances. And therefore, he says all these people are chayyav because he's coming to say that all these people are chayyav to a different degree. And now, with that example, we'll say the same thing about tfedah. Of course, there's the concept of avoid Hashem in and but how much it's mechaev a person in other words if it's going to of him to be mostly then it's going to be his only and complete focus in Twitter is the level there will, there will be those people who think who are capable of that but there will also be those people who are capable of much less and if that's the case we have to find a minimum end of the scale because we want to include the maximum amount of people and therefore, Kol can mean a culture also, even in small amounts, because it's in the context of it something which is applying to or, the whole of Kairoshal, even though it's incapable of more than that. And he elaborates There are a number of levels in a person's avoidance and nephew's failure. The first thing it depends on the purity of a person's thoughts, which means. And in order to be able to focus on the Aboyra of tfila, a person has to first free his mind from any other thoughts which would compete with that, which would interfere with that. <laughs> a person who's more able to, firstly, so to speak, rid his mind of all unwanted thoughts, purify his machshava, t- and also Kavana, which means the focus he has on where he's directing his tefillah to, When somebody like that is Yachal is Kol He's able to apply B'Kol meaning your whole nefesh. There can be a much deeper connection, something which he feels is comp- totally encompasses him when he dabbles, and to the exc- exclusion of anything else. But that's only for a person in the, who's in the category of who's able to do that. But for other people who aren't able to achieve that level, they should do what they are, out there, what they are able to do. And also, it depends on time, the time, how much a person is able to clear his mind, to purify his thoughts. Even for the same person, there sometimes that he's more free of disturbing thoughts and more able to focus on davening, and sometimes more difficult for him. Some people find Shabbos easier because they aren't caught up in the concerns of the week. Some people find shafras easier because it's the beginning of their day. Some people find marib easier because they don't have the pressure of what's waiting ahead of them afterwards. And therefore, not all times are the same. And therefore, a person's quality of tefillah is going to change accordingly. And therefore, the maximum, which means a person's entire focus on tefillah, is only on return, Hashem is very difficult. What is correct, what a person should do, shall call upon him, of what, okay, at least is kavano, which is intends to daven, is the right intention of davening, Which means, I'm intending to daven to Hashem, and I'm intending to connect to Hashem to my davening. In order to connect to the sporech of my closeness to him, that's my intention, I want to daven, And remember, that's the minimum. And what he says is, Which will explain his words in a moment. Which means both extremes. Why? Because it's each one is the fee, his ability, how much he prepared himself and where he's holding if he's able to do. If he's able to do more, then machaib is everything. If he's only able to do less, then whatever he's able to do is muchhiv. But the less is that there has to be at least a mixta snapshot of the whole table. It's a little bit of his napesh is invested in every word of Daveni, and that's a big research. It's not that the filler as a whole, the person thinks I'm going to Daveni, and then he loses his focus and concentration for the rest of Daveni. If in every word of Daveni, there has to be this nefesh. Now, that's already asking for a lot. The first thing it means is that a person is paying attention to every word. And not just paying attention to every word, but investing at least a mix of his nefesh in each word. So, what does that mean? So I'm jumping a paragraph because he's going to explain it himself, and then he says, "Minay na That the idea of davening is the avoid of davening is shvichas ha-nefesh. It's so to speak pouring out one's nefesh, which means expressing his nefesh through his words. And to connect to Hashem, and again, not in a general sense over the court of the Torah, says again, in every word that he does. So what's the minimum level he's asking for? The minimum level he's asking for is that, number one, the person has to think about every word, and as you saw previously, because every word has to be directed to Shemaim. Every word is a building block in the al cover, and therefore every word, the person's intention is that he's being mailed to Hashem. And that's another point as well. And that is, this is the Yisrael Nefesh HaChaim spoke about at length in the first shahar. And that is, how do we connect the word said over here in our physical dimension of Olam HaAsiyah to something on a much higher place, in a much more spiritual place? What's the ladder which connects the levels? What creates the chain? Which actions have an effect there? And the Nefesh HaChaim's famous principle for this, we learned in Shari'alif, is that the only thing which can combine different planes of reality, different levels of luchniyis, is the Nefesh of a person. This is even spiritual beings like Malachim exist on the spiritual level that they live on, and they can't affect higher or lower levels. They can only work within the realm that they are. The only entity which can affect a different level is a human being and he explains because the Nefesh connects to the Ruach, connects to the Shama and together they create, a, so to speak, a bond which transcends all the levels of Rukhneus from the lowly place where we are physically to the highest level which is the Olam of the Kisiyah and therefore, the Nefesh of the person is what provides the conduit through which a person's actions can reach the Kisiyah and therefore, if a person's tefillah is saying the words which are going to create the Kinshah Prophet, the route those words have to travel is the person's nefesh. That's what connects them from being words said here in this world to such a lofty place of spirituality where they're going to have the effect they're going to have. That's the minimum. And therefore the mashul nefesh, the person's who's every word, is that he's intending that, with Phila he's saying he wants to be male those words. He wants to elevate those words right to the highest level they're meant to get to. It doesn't have to focus on all the steps necessarily that it's going to take, but the idea in Tfedah is that I'm davening here and I'm hoping my words are going to reach Hashem. That's, I say, simply this, the same concept. And therefore, the minimal rots in each table, which means the minimal nefesh, is that the, every word I say, I'm hoping that, so to speak, it's going to Shemaim for Hashem to do that. And the route is traveling is the person's nefesh and what connects the word to the person's is nafesh, is that rotten like we said the simple meaning of nefesh is rotten and that is a person's intending that that's where his tefillah should go and therefore that connects to the tefillah and helps to carry it there so now we can ask a question we saw previously that this is the job of malachim we saw that on the midrash which says Hashem is Yisrael Yisrael which means that al so to speak, his throne, what he sits on, is made up of the combined tefillahs of Torah Israel Yisrael, Ramad Chazal tells us that are malachim whose job it is to take out tefillahs and carry them up to Shemayim. Well, firstly, if it, what takes up to Shemayim is the person's own filler so are in the malachim. And it's not just that, we talk about these malachim. In the famous Piyot, he addresses them and he says, Meshmiyat tefila. Malachim, those of you who make our tefillos heard, hashmiyat tefillosayinu lifnei kel melech ramunisa. Bring up our tefillos that they heard by Hashem. Same thing, Mashmiyat zaka. When we cry out in the so those malachim whose job it is to take up those cries and bring them to Hashem, we ask them to do their job. Hashmiyat zaka sayinu also lifnei melech So the, the king who listens to our outcry. So we see the malachim have a job here. Why do we need malachim for this? This is the function of a person's nefesh that he will need davens. He has the ability that he's raising that word he's of tefillah through the levels of himself to the shemayim. So why does he need malachim and what can malachim add? And the usager is like this. And that is, the malachim can come to assist the person. They can't replace him. And therefore, it's only a twiddler with which a person intended that this tzedakah should go to Shemayim, then the malachim can assist in, so to speak, bring this twiddlers to Shemayim. Why are they necessary? So here Chazal is another point, and that is otherwise everybody's filler would, so to speak, arise on its own. And what the malachim do is they connect all the tzedakas of Eretz together and present it to Hashem. The we said before, Hashem is Yoshef the Hillis, Israel. That's the combined merit of all the have played Israel together. But that needs us first. Even the channel the Malachim have to use to bring Tfilos from their place to a higher place is through the, the connection between the worlds, which is focused on people. That when Malachim want to bring things from one level of spiritual dimension to another. It also needs the connection made by a person for them to do that. So that's the mashahu nefesh. The mashahu nefesh is that a person intends, he wants, his nefesh, his desire is that the words of finish should be oil and and that desire, when together the words, is what gives the ability to do that. That's what's expected from everybody leveling that level which includes everybody. A high level will depend on how much a person prepares himself, and the Tyrus Libor. How much is able to purify his mind? What are these two things? So the first one is the preparation, which Menech explains, in the paragraph we left out before I'm going back to, the The preparation is the preparation of a person's connection to Hashem. In other words, to say that a person spends the day focused on what anything else is doing, and now when he comes to tefillah, now he wants to start building connection to Hashem, is very difficult. And therefore, the hachana, the preparation that tefillah should be more of an act of dvekas, more of an act of closeness to Hashem, is depending on the amount of dvekas the person has regularly, or he does If The person is focused all day long on Torah, or doing chesed, or doing mitzvahs, and therefore dvekas is a topic which is always close to their mind, They always take my connection to Hashem, so then that makes the avoid of tefillah that much greater. And on the other hand that's much easier for them to achieve whereas a person who's most of their day and most of the energy and concentration is not focused on focus so other the ability to reach that level feel, is that much harder so that's the first factor the second factor is the terrorist level which means like we saw previously about the former shanam used to take time to get to a level that nothing else would disturb their concentration or their thoughts while they were diving now, what is a higher level? If the lower level is, my Ratsun is that my words should go up to Akkadish Baruch Hu, and create the Kesey HaKavad, that's really called the minimal level, then the higher level is that the person wishes he could go up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. not just his words. He wishes he could be ordered to Hashem as well. That's the level of vacancy. which means the person, like I said previously, would much prefer not to remain in a physical place, but he would elevate himself to be in the level where he would be closer to Asha. We saw Rabbi Yana, it says the Rabbani says a person's thoughts in daveling as if he's standing in Shemaim. That that feeling should carry a person that just like the words which I'm saying are going up to Shema'im, I wish I could fly with them. I wish I could bring myself to Shemayim too. And then the Ratsan of Tefillah is not just I want my words to go up to Shemayim I want to go up to Shemayim. I want to connect to Asha. And the idea of Shemaim isn't a distant place like it's a lot of times. The idea of Shemaim is a connection to a spiritual reality, and therefore, the, when a person is standing in tefillah, the feeling is meant to be So much more, what he wants is to remain in the state of is neshachem. We gave the marshal last time. I'm just going to say it briefly again. So I think it's a very powerful point, and that is, if a person is given an audience with a God. so of course he's given the audience because of the things he has to discuss. But then he realizes, just the very being in the presence of such a person. Having the undivided attention, I don't want this to stand. I may have been given the answer to what I came to ask, I may have dealt with the issues I wanted to deal with, but this is a golden opportunity. That's the same thing about Tafilah. It's true that is, we is the specific things we came to ask for. When a person is with Tafilah, and he's standing in front of the Shkhinah, and he has a, Hashem's undivided attention, as it were, so then the person's nefesh says, this is the state of being I don't want to lose out on, I want to stay here. That's a high level of nefesh. And when it gets to the stage, the person would even be willing to leave his body. Then that's what we call B'chol Nafshachem. B'chol is that this becomes more of an overpowering wish that a person has more than anything else. Now, my from Madreigus Khanna Haysa, remember the her filler was the prototype filler where we learned this from, and her Lashem there was, where she said, she shakha b'tfilah she said, I was caught up on her the Prophet says, what was she trying to say? Kol She meant not just a little bit, she meant she got to the level with her whole nefesh. To pour something doesn't just mean to it means to pour the whole thing out. And therefore, Chanda says that the level she reached in her davening was that she wants her Neshama could leave her body completely and could reconnect to her. That's what we call Kol Nafshah. And obviously, the more a person wants to elevate themselves, the more of an it becomes. Just like we spoke about the void of a carbon, which is that a person is bringing something up to Hashem. And uh, in the sense of a carbon it's, it's fine. You know? The carbon has been shaktad, it's blood has been brought in his back, it's, it's been used as avoider Hashem. The concept of the whole could get to the stage where a person wishes he could be macroed himself to Hashem. He wishes he would go after Hashem now, and wouldn't come back to the label he's on here. And yes, it's from a feeling of closeness, so from a feeling of vacancy that a person gets from Fela, but that itself is the carbon. The ideal point of a carbon isn't to sacrifice, the person is giving up something. The ideal point of a carbon is Lashon Karek, it's an opportunity to come close. And therefore, just like a person can give something because he wants to experience the closeness which comes from it so much more if a person would want to give himself his neshama so to speak to Hashem from a place of a feeling of closeness, and that's a high level of tfirah not just because it brings a person to a level of dvakas but because the same yisad of what it does in order to be create. because the they are so of course it's not just the words that's the starting point but the more of a person's nefesh he puts into being made of those words the, the more v'koyakh there is which is, going to, which is going to accompany them to Shemayim. And therefore if a person's whole nefesh is invested, and says he says that he would imagine himself through tefillah as bringing himself, so to speak, as the carbon, or getting to the stage where his own neshama would go to Shemayim with him. So then of course it adds so much more to the v'koyakh of the tefillah being said. I could talk about a concept of mysterious nephesh and t'vidah. And as a person thinks that together with my t'vidah, which I'm raising to Hashem, I'm elevating to Hashem, I would be willing to embrace myself for Kiddush Hashem to do this too. That that gives a a nephesh, so to speak, it it adds to the the k'ayah of what's going up to Shemayim as if a person would be making his nephesh to that also. We need to understand this. Because that wasn't what Chana came to Daven for. She didn't come to Daven to offer herself up to Shemayim. She wasn't coming from a feeling of such a tremendous dwekos. But she came to Hashem, take my life and uh, let me connect you. She was coming to Daven because she was sad. She was coming to Daven because she didn't have a child. And she came to Daven from pain. She came to Daven from the tears of not having a child. So how did it develop into, into a tefillah which she said about herself? That she poured out her whole her whole nefesh to Hashem. And the answer is, this is the process of tefillah. Like we said previously, even if it wasn't the reason that originally she came to Davin, but the experience of tefillah, for a person who's focused on the tefillah, they aren't being distracted by other thoughts, they are the tarasimachshaba. And, and a person whose connection to Hashem is something which speaks to them, it's something which they've developed, then just by being the tefillah, just by standing in tefillah, and being in Hashem's presence, can awaken that feeling. And that is, that whatever the reason that a person originally came to Dablu, but compared to the ability to connect to Hashem, it becomes insignificant. And therefore, the Tafira comes together with this level of Abaydah. And that is, I got the in a situation of the feeling of connection that a person has when he's talking to Hashem directly, when he's ayin bithleh That becomes something which the person wants to attach to it and not leave behind how do you attach to Hashem? it's not something physical and the answer is the means we have to attach are through the words we say we can send our words to Shema the words we're saying are ba'atzim an expression of the koyach of our life, which is the breath that we exhale to say those words. And therefore lip service isn't enough, or reading the words isn't enough, at It has to be something a person pronounces. It has to be a word. It has to be together with the koyach of his own breath, which is expelling, in order to say those words. And that's the koyach of Chius. When a person talks, he's using the koyach of life, which is his breath, in order to say those words. And therefore, the feeling of tefillah is a Khalish Baruch. Not just do I want my words to reach your mind, but so to speak, I'm giving my nefesh with them. Every time I exhale, every breath of air is a certain chaluk of my life. And yes, life is made up of all those seconds, of all those breaths. And when a person devotes part of his life to tefillah, so there's a chaluk of me which I'm giving to you, Hashem. I want, not as a I'm using something from that, but no, it's an opportunity to connect, and it's to, to give of myself to create that connection. That's the koyach of dveikus, which is expressed through tefillah. That's why it becomes something which is, involves a person's nephesh. Because for the time that he's davening, so then yes, he's being, he's being mele his nephesh together with the words he's saying, and again, it's not a sacrifice. It's a, carbon. It's, a it's, a, it's a connection, it's an expression of closeness. And Rabbi Yechon says in the Gemara, kula. If only a person could have an all day, it didn't mean that a person has so many things he needs to ask for, it will take him a whole day to go through his list of requests. What he meant was, the feeling of being only with Ghosnus, that I feel connected to Hashem, and in the state of connection I can give something of myself, and Maidat Hashem, and that's a feeling of tvekus, which is comes from with, with a person's level of Ruqus. And if we can get to the feeling of the ashburfas nafshi, that a person's emptying themselves, they would be, give their whole nafish. Rakhana like said about himself, that that's the highest level of the nafsha. That a person is using his whole existence, so to speak, as a means to connect to Hashem. It doesn't have to be through through matadim. The concept of b'chol nafshecha is also to direct. but the point is that a person has offered himself completely, and when a person uses himself completely to connect to Hashem, that's called b'chol nafshecha.